You're listening to the Quince podcast. Any remaining hope for a peaceful solution to the Ukraine crisis went down the drain on 24th February as the country woke up to an invasion by Russia from both land and sea. Addressing his nation in a televised speech, Russian President Vladimir Putin stated that this is a quote-unquote special military operation to demilitarize Ukraine but not occupy it. But the situation on the ground speaks differently with explosions occurring across a wide swath of the country. The explosions, according to several foreign media reports, could be heard in Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, Kharkiv in the country's northeast, and as far as Vinnytsia in the west. Ukrainian officials have also stated that explosions were also heard at the country's largest airport in Kiev. At the time of recording this episode, at least 40 Ukrainian soldiers and 10 civilians were killed by Russian shelling, as per an AFP report. The report adds that Russian forces have also captured two towns in eastern Ukraine's Luhansk region, which Putin recognized as independent just two days ago. Visuals from the ground in Kiev capture air raid sirens blasting across the city as citizens try to leave the country. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky declared martial law for the next 30 days, and in a late-night statement on 23 February, Zelensky said that if Russia invades, Ukraine will defend itself, adding that "quote unquote as you attack, it will be our faces you will see, not our backs." This is clearly an unprecedented move by Russia, with the story still developing as we record this episode. Today, I will unpack what we know so far and where this crisis possibly may be headed. Joining me today to discuss this crisis is Nandan Unnikrishnan, a distinguished fellow at the Observer Research Foundation, a global policy think tank. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. It all started before the crack of dawn on 24 February with an unexpected televised address by Putin where he stated that Russia will quote unquote carry out a special military operation aimed at demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine end quote and as he concluded his address reports started coming in of explosions being heard in Kiev the capital in Kharkiv the second largest city and in Kramatorsk in the region of Donetsk one of the two eastern Ukrainian territories claimed by Russia backed separatists since 2014 Now this was expected to be an invasion contained in the rebel territories of eastern Ukraine but as dawn approached it soon became clear that the entire country was under attack Russian troops reportedly entered through the southern port city of Odessa where at least 18 people were killed in a missile attack CCTV footage of security points in Crimea the peninsula which Russia seized in 2014 also showed military vehicles crossing into Ukraine Russian tanks were also seen entering north Ukraine from Belarus a close military ally of Russia It is important to note here that Belarus has also joined this invasion with the Belarusian president Alexander Lukashenko discussing possible deployment of the S400 long-range precision missile system according to a CNN report. According to the Ukrainian Interior Ministry, Russian missiles and artillery blasts targeted the country's military depots, airports, warehouses and the National Guard with an aim to disable Ukrainian air defenses and air bases. In a viral video captured on social media, a missile could be seen hitting the Ivano-Frankivsk airport in western Ukraine. The Ukrainian airspace has since been closed. In Kiev, the capital, air raid sirens could be heard ringing across the city as people packed up their cars and waited in long lines 
on the way out of the city. As I stated earlier, President Zelensky has issued a state of emergency for 30 days to combat the crisis. Zelensky also addressed his country early in the morning, urging every citizen to stay at home as Russia advances its assault and reassured that Ukraine's security and defense systems are still functioning. In response to the Russian attacks, the Ukrainian military forces have reportedly shot down six Russian fighters and a helicopter in an effort to maintain control of the key cities like Kiev. At the time of recording this episode, we can report that at least 40 Ukrainian soldiers have fallen. However, in a separate address, this time aimed at the Russian people, Zelensky urged them to oppose the ongoing invasion and that Ukraine will defend itself. Here is a snippet of what he said. I initiated a phone call with the President of the Russian Federation. The result was silence, though the silence should be in Donbass. That's why I want to address today the people of Russia. I am addressing you not as a president, I am addressing you as a citizen of Ukraine. More than 2,000 kilometers of the common border is dividing us. Along this border, your troops are stationed, almost 200,000 soldiers, thousands of military vehicles. Your leaders approved them to make a step forward to the territory of another country. And this step can be the beginning of a big war on the European continent. We know for sure that we don't need the war. Not a cold war, not a hot war, not a hybrid one. But if we'll be attacked by troops, if they try to take our country away from us, our freedom, our lives, the lives of our children, we will defend ourselves. Not attack, but defend ourselves. And when you will be attacking us, you will see our faces, not our backs, but our faces. With the West and EU countries standing firm on their decision to not send their troops to Ukraine and only support the country through resources, the Ukraine army is standing alone facing the Russians. So the big question is how equipped is Ukraine to defend itself? According to Nandan Unikrishnan, who is a distinguished fellow at the Observer Research Foundation, the Ukrainian army is no match for the Russian army in terms of both resources and numbers. However, he adds that a lot depends now on the end goal of Putin with this invasion. On the surface, if you compare, the Ukrainian army is, of course, no match for the Russian army in terms of equipment, in terms of numbers of soldiers, and in terms of recent experience also. Uh, We need to remember that the Russian armed forces have been through Syria. They've been through a certain amount of operations in Crimea. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they have acquired, they fought a war against Georgia in 2008. So they have acquired a certain amount of uh, battle hardiness, as it were. Mm -hmm. So... On paper, it looks like it should be, uh, you know, the Ukrainian forces should be overwhelmed, irrespective of the kind of resistance they put up. It may not be uh, easy cakewalk, as it were, mm-hmm. but uh, and it may be brutal. There may be uh, many more deaths. But if there is fierce resistance, it will delay matters maybe for a little while. But it a lot depends on what is the end goal. You see, is Russia intent on taking control of the whole of Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Or is it intent on taking control of Ukraine up to the Dnieper River, the eastern bank of the Dnieper? The Dnieper mm-hmm. River cuts across Ukraine north to south. It uh, falls into the Black Sea. So it all depends on that. Or maybe mm-hmm. they are only expanding to breakaway republics, mm-hmm. uh, Lugansk and Donetsk, to their so-called administrative borders. Because currently, the rebels or the new republics, as it were, the breakaway republics, mm-hmm. control only actually about one third of their total territory that originally 
in Ukraine mm. was assigned to these areas, mm-hmm. Lugansk and Donetsk. So maybe uh, the Russian forces are just taking them to their mm-hmm. natural borders. Yep. So it all depends on what the purpose of the exercise is. Let's now move to the international reactions which immediately started pouring in after Putin's speech. And speaking of his speech, a part of it carried a menacing warning for the rest of the world, which plainly said that anyone trying to interfere with or threaten Russia would lead to quote-unquote consequences that you have never experienced in your history. In a late-night statement of condemnation, US President Joe Biden said that quote-unquote President Putin has chosen a premeditated war and that Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring and that the US, its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. The world will hold Russia accountable. End quote. On the EU front, European Union Commission President Ursula von der Leyen promised to quote-unquote weaken Russia's economic base and its capacity to modernize. She said that these will be the quote-unquote harshest packet of sanctions that has ever been implemented. Some NATO members like Poland, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania have also triggered NATO Article 4 to launch consultations with the alliance over the invasion. These consultations, according to the NATO website, can lead to a collective action among the 30 member states. French President Emmanuel Macron said that Russia's aggression against Ukraine is quote-unquote the most serious attack on peace, on stability in Europe for decades and that European sanctions will target Russia's military, economy and energy sectors. Calling Vladimir Putin a quote-unquote dictator, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson condemned the Russian president for unleashing war on the European continent, adding that the UK will join its allies to quote-unquote ensure that the sovereignty and the independence of Ukraine is restored. However, there is a big question on the issue of sanctions and how effective they have been in the past, especially on Russia. We covered the issues of sanctions in our previous episodes in great detail. And if you have missed those episodes, you can find a link to them in our show notes. Now, sanctions issued just in the past few days by the US have also failed to deter Putin from launching his quote-unquote military operation in Ukraine. So the question is, beyond sanctions, what can the West and its allies do? According to Mr. Krishnan, the effect of these sanctions may not reflect in the short term given Russia's vast resources and rainy fund. But in the long term, it will impact its economy severely. Well, you know, the West has very clearly declared that there will be no Western troops in Ukraine. So for all practical purposes, uh, Ukraine was led up the garden path and led down without a parachute. So mm-hmm. Ukraine will have to deal with this problem on its own. Uh, the West may... Uh, give Ukraine some arms, and obviously the West will sanction Russia as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may affect Russia. Some of the sanctions of, you know, cutting off access Western finance and Western banks of some Russian banks uh, could affect the functioning of the Russian financial system. It could have uh, a negative economic impact in Russia. I uh, would not be able to at this stage, because these are early days, make a judgment on how serious that impact will be. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to uh, opine that maybe some of these sanctions may have uh, some kind of uh, effect, not some kind of, may have heavy impact on the Russian economy. But so far, history seems to indicate that the Russians uh, are able to absorb these sanctions and in fact uh, adjust, adapt and come out in some cases stronger. Mm. The first sanctions were imposed in 2014. Russia used to be a huge importer of agricultural produce. Today, it's an exporter of agricultural Mm -hmm. produce, which is, what, eight years later. They have turned some of these sanctions to their advantage. India has also responded to the crisis at the emergency UNSC meeting. 
urging for de-escalation of hostilities since the conflict might quote-unquote spiral into a major crisis if it remained unchecked. According to ANI, Prime Minister Narendra Modi is also likely to speak to Putin regarding the invasion. Since the invasion began, the Ministry of External Affairs has issued several advisories urging Indian citizens in Ukraine to leave the country and carry the documentation at all times. This is a developing story with updates coming in by the minute. For live updates, analysis and videos on this crisis, follow the quaint on our social media handles. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts.